0: Hey Lab Rats, I hope you are well. I just wanted to quickly slip in a little message here. You see, the episode you're about to listen to, um, we actually recorded it a little while ago, um, and it's about something that's very powerful and important called the six pillars in the seat of life exercise, and it's definitely going to help you optimize your life. Now, once you get into it, you're going to understand why I'm sending you this message. Firstly, we named the, um, the episode that it should have been, which it is now. Not, and we also talked about some dates, which are no longer relevant. Now, the six pillars and seed of life exercise should really be done every quarter. Now, what's happened between us recording it and you now listening to it is we've been living in a very dynamic world, you know, with everything that's going on with the coronavirus and, you know, the economy, politics, humans, everything. Some episodes that we recorded became more relevant sooner. So we bumped this one down the list. That doesn't mean it's any less relevant. Um, It is super impactful and and I encourage you to get out your pen and paper because this is going to be a really powerful exercise-based podcast episode where you'll be able to do some real learning that will apply in your real life. Um, But don't be alarmed or confused when you hear things like episode 20 when it's not going to be that. So uh, enjoy. I hope you get the most out of it. I know it's going to be massively impactful and see you on the inside. Take care. Hey, fellow investors and passionate life enthusiasts. We have got an absolute... Um, treat, delectable delight for you in this episode today. Gabby, what did we talk about today in today's episode?
1: We went deep in an exercise that we do every quarter called the Seed of Life slash Six Pillars exercise, which is basically a deep dive and a scoring of yourself in the six key areas of life. Yep,
0: so the six key areas of life that we talk about and help you to analyze in this episode are health, social, family, financial, career, and mental or intellect. Now, those key areas are the key to creating a life of fulfillment. We covered a lot of that kind of stuff in episode four um, with Ben Slater when I had a great chat with him, but this is really an instructive episode. This is not designed uh, necessarily. You absolutely listen to it in your car, listen to it when you're traveling around, but go back to it. This is designed for you to do the work. So... Make sure you have a pen and a paper before you start listening to this and think about the questions that we ask. This is designed to help move you in a way that is going to help you analyze your life. So make sure you do the work. Have you got anything you wanted to add, Gabby?
1: I'm excited for people to dive in.
0: So am I. So Who do you think this is going to benefit?
1: A lot A lot of people. Um, I think – Business owners in particular, I think, because it's it's a questions about yourself rather than your business. I think it's easy as a business owner to get like, assign yourself as a, as one with the business, but this is about your life and your relationships and everything. So it's really like digging into some more important questions than just about your business, so.
0: Okay, interesting. So we did touch on that in there. We actually do cover the six pillars, which are the six pillars of business. But I would actually go as far as to say a little bit further. I think this is going to benefit entrepreneurs and business owners. Absolutely. I think this is going to benefit real estate investors to give them mm-hmm. perspective on whether they're actually moving towards their goals. And I think this is actually going to benefit people who are just, you know, trying to adapt and change in this current world to really get a, get a, take stock of where they're at and what they um, are doing in this environment and, and how they're benefiting. So I really think this is going to have a far-reaching benefit for anyone who wants to really get a deeper understanding of where they're at in their life and if they are moving in the right direction, if they are going from where they are now to where they want to be in a systematic and methodical way. And if you enjoy this and you want to ch- and you want to ch- follow up and get any of the downloadable, so we've, there's going to be a monogram available, the Seed of Life monogram, which is going to be available at theinvestorlab.com.au. There's also a gateway there where you can apply to join our online real estate mastermind called the Investor Lab, the community there. And of course, if you wanted to grab a copy of. Uh, my book, which has got a lot of the stuff that we talk about today, is actually inside this. Just head to renegadespropertybook.com. Uh, we've got an audio book and an ebook option there. And of course, if you enjoy this, make sure you subscribe and make sure you share this with somebody else who you think you might be able to benefit. It means a lot. And of course, if you're able to leave us a review, that'd be super, super appreciated. It means a lot to us to hear from people, to get feedback and to know that we are having an impact or not. So please let us know. And, of course, we'll see you next week. (laughs) Hello and welcome. My name's Goose.
1: My name's Gabby.
0: And you are listening to The Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And today is our birthday... Yeah, this is episode number twenty, the Ooh. big two zero, and um,
1: we're nearly old enough to drink in the US. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yes, indeed. If um, if years were measured in podcast episodes, and we were in the US, then we'd be hitting the cans. Hitting <laughs> so. Um, Today, what are we going to talk about today, Gabby? Because I, I know what we're talking about, but do you want to share with the listeners what we're going to talk about today? Because it's a really, yeah. um, it's really cool and really powerful.
1: Yeah, sure. So we do this little exercise once a once a quarter. It's called the uh, the six pillars exercise, but we're going to tweak it a little bit today to make it a bit more relevant to the seed of life, which is another kind of concept that we talk about. Where it's basically just a quarterly review of every aspect of your life. And it's a really good exercise to stick with and just review every 90 days. And it can set you up for, you know, specific goals in specific areas. And it's, a, it's just a really good, you know, awareness kind of exercise.
0: 100%, 100%. Now, this episode is gonna come out on or around April 29th. Um, so around about the end of April, you'll be listening to this. Now, that being the case, um, at the time of recording, we have recently done our Six Pillars exercise. Now, we tie it in with the quarters of the year. So, you know, 1st of Jan, 1st of April, 1st of July, 1st of something. October. October. <laughs> um, and we do it like that. And that rolls around and keeps us pretty dialed in. Now, the function of this is really to help you stay dialed in to your life, your business, whatever... To make sure that you're moving towards your goals systematically, because that's all well and good to have big dreams, big visions, big ideas, big big hopes and dreams and desires and all of this kind of stuff, but unless you are creating measurable pathways to get you to that destination, you're not going to get anywhere, and and you you'll be doing nothing no different than just daydreaming. Daydreaming is great, you know, because it can fill your cup with um, enthusiasm and excitement and um, all of that kind of stuff but but you know ideas without action are just completely pointless ideas without action are not going to get you anywhere now there's a there's another process we're going to talk about a few things today cuz really what the the really the main point of this episode is about focus cuz in today's environment more than ever we're constantly getting our focus ripped away from us mm-hmm. now at the moment you know most of the world's in lockdown and, and most of the world is, is the, the, the intake of social media has increased rapidly. And we're not, there's nothing wrong with social media. Great, enjoy, Have fun fun time. Um, the point being though, is that your focus is constantly getting torn away from you. And the more diluted your focus, the harder it is going to be to get to where you want to go. It's really that simple. There's two, there's, there's, two, there's two key points in everyone's life, where you are now and where you want to be at any given point in time and in any situation, there's always and there's always a gap, and then it's all about how you're gonna get there. Now, if you have uh, read my book, Limitless, The Renegade's Guide to Building Wealth Through Property, some of this stuff will be covered in there. We covered the seed of life, we covered building a 25 to one life plan, all of that kind of stuff. Now, if you haven't, go and grab a copy, head to renegadespropertybook.com, grab a copy now. It's it's basically free, it's super cheap, just, just get into it because there's a lot of really good personal development stuff in there that you're gonna benefit from. The point being, though, you can set your big, hairy, audacious goals. As we've talked about them. You can set your, you can build your twenty-five to one life plan. You can do all of this kind of stuff, but it's so easy to put these ideas on a shelf and let them gather dust. We all, we all want big stuff, right? Everyone does. Bigness is just relative to to the human being. You know, my bigness is going to be different from Gabby's bigness, and almost certainly it'll be different from your bigness. But in any case, in any way, you need to know if you are moving towards that, that goal and you need to be able to analyse your now to understand if you're in tune and in frequency with, with what you need to do. So sound good to you, Gabby?
1: Sounds awesome.
0: Okay. So it doesn't matter when you start doing this, but the thing is make it a practice. You know, like everything that is worth doing in life requires discipline, in my opinion. And this is no different. So with that being said, now, in fact, some of the concepts we're going to talk about today, and in fact, the the seed of life, six pillars, all this kind of stuff, we didn't come up with it. You know, this is not our original works, um, but it is something that we use quite a lot. Now, the mentor who taught a lot of this kind of stuff to us or gifted these ideas and and these paradigms to us um, was a good friend and mentor called Ben Slater. Now, back in episode number four four back in episode number four i had a really great chat with ben uh, in an episode called the universal laws that govern success and fulfillment that is one of our most popular episodes so if you are listening to this um take on everything we're going to say in this episode then maybe go back and listen to episode number four and uh have a listen to ben talk about all this kind of stuff as well because we covered heaps and heaps and heaps of really cool stuff back then um Probably my my fluency on the podcast was maybe a little rougher back then, being episode number four. <laughs> um, but I'm sure you're still going to get quite a lot out of it. Um, with all of that being said, should we just get stuck into it? Do you want to, Gabby? I, I want I want you to take a little bit more of a lead in this episode because I I tend to talk a lot. Um, sure. But uh, you know, I want to I want to give you the capacity. Like this is. This is something you're really passionate about and I don't want to dominate the conversation. So why don't you lead and I'll follow?
1: Yeah, cool. All right. Well, so I'll start by saying, so there is the six pillars exercise, which is primarily for business. So there's six kind of aspects of business that Goose and I, we do that once a quarter. Um, typically for our business, we'll do that on the first weekend of the new quarter. So like the 1st of April, I think was in the, Middle of the week, or anyway, but we, we we block out time that first weekend of the new quarter to review the previous quarter. Um, but in this case, we're going to go through the seed of life in the same kind of manner, so that you can apply it to more of your life if you're not in business. Does that does that sound alright?
0: That sounds totally fine. Cool. Let me just do a quick uh, a quick two minute synopsis of the six pillars exercise sure. yep. because. You know, out of all the people that listen to this podcast and are inside of our community, quite a lot of people are business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, all of that kind of stuff. Or if they're not business owners, they might be in upper management. Or there's a, there's a whole range of people. So we kind of have really a couple of different spectrums of people that participate in our ecosystem. You know, there's there's you know, early stage investors, entrepreneurs, and all kinds of different stuff. Right, mm-hmm. so. If you do run a business... Now, the reason I want to bring this up is because I know my brother listens to this podcast and he runs a business. He's a farmer. And I also know that some other people who listen to podcasts run their own companies um, like Adam and stuff like that. So this could be super beneficial. Now, the six pillars exercise is, is it's going to be essentially asking yourself very similar questions to what we're going to go through with the seed of life. However, you're going to frame it around business. The six pillars in business are mindset, sales, product... Or, or service delivery, marketing, team and operations, and finance, okay? And there are, there are three different phases you will go through in every business, starting with mindset, okay? Get your, get your head right, what are you trying to achieve? Why, how are you gonna serve people? What is the benefit? What is like, get your head in the game for what you're trying to achieve. Then you'll need to go out and you need to create an offer that converts and you need to find people that um, are interested in what you the solution that you have, you know, because sales has a sales has a bad uh, bad rap. I think a lot of people think sales and they think slimy, grimy salespeople, door to door salesmen, and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Sa- there's nothing wrong with sales. Sales is sales is is a beautiful act of giving and love. I think now sales should not be about trying to convince someone that to to get what they don't want or need. Sales is service. Sales is, sales is leadership and allowing someone to find an opportunity to solve a problem that they have in their life. It's that simple. Okay, so if you have created, if you've got a business that does solve problems for people, then that is your methodology of allowing people to interact with that solution. It's great. Product, service. Okay, under identify. You know w- what is what is working, what is not working, all that kind of stuff about what you're doing and how you can improve. Um, marketing. What are you doing? All of these kind of things. So they're the are the six pillars that you have got to analyze in your business. We're going to stick with we're going to for the purpose of this episode though because it is more broadly applicable for us to look at humans as opposed to just businesses um, we are going to focus on the seed of life components but if you do run a business, those six pillars are mindset, sales, product and product and service delivery marketing, team and operations and finance so write those down and then do the same kind of analysis on those. I think you find it super beneficial Do it every quarter. okay back to you, Gabby.
1: thank you for that um yeah so if we take the seed of life as what we're going to focus on today um basically this exercise is it's a good framework for analysis reflection and then action so the six goose just mentioned the six pillars of business but if we cover the six kind of areas of life just quickly we've got intellect social career family health and finance so they do kind of correlate with business but this is obviously about you as an individual rather than something you're working on or working towards or a couple or a couple
0: yeah so this doesn't don't do this in a silo if you're married you've got a significant other or or whatever don't do this in a silo do it with them you know because uh uh, a life filled with love is a, is is what it's all about, right? So don't don't go off and do your own six pillars. Just sit down together and go, okay? How is our life together, and is it moving us where we want to go?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the top kind of the top level of going through this is scoring yourself out of six for each of the areas of your life, um, and we've got a series of questions here that you can ask yourself to really actually dive deeper into each of the areas because we find that a lot of people, you know, they might hear the words intellect and think, well, I'm intellectual and give yourself a six and then move on. Whereas we've kind of got these prompts that we've worked on over time that can really help ask yourself a deeper question about where am I really at?
0: Totally. Can I... Can we have a downloadable for this? Yeah. So we might just have a quick downloadable. Don't expect too much out of it. But having the Seed of Life as a as a, a monogram that you can have on your wall or carry around in your I, – I carry it around in my little brown book uh, all the time. Um, it might be super valuable for people to be able to visualize uh, the, the, the geometry of the Seed of Life as well rather than just having a list um it's beautiful all credit again to ben slater and you'll be able to use this monogram to uh, analyze yourself
1: do you want to keep speaking for one minute i'm going to grab it so people on video can see
0: i've got it right here
1: Ooh, (laughs) you do have it
0: this is this is what we use this is our guiding these are the guiding principles if we're ever wondering what the (laughs) hell is going on in life we refer to these two uh, paradigms and it allows us to answer the questions that we've got. So, with that being said, uh, let's crack into it, right? So, with the with each of these questions that you're going to ask yourself, we're going to go through each section uh, individually. Now, this ep- this podcast episode is designed to be instructive, so think about this as a bit of a lesson. You know, a lot of the time we we get uh, you know have very visceral and stimulating conversation, but think about this as uh, this is some homework. So, th- mm. refer back to this episode and 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 think about it, write it down, get your pen and paper out and actually do the work because if you don't do the work, you won't get the results. It's that simple. Now, the first area that we want to talk about is mindset and intellect, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, it's, it's really thinking about these questions and thinking about other questions that might be more relevant to you and then ultimately give yourself a rating between one and six. One being... Totally hopeless, um, and six being perfect couldn't be any better. Yep, yep. So intellect. Yeah.
0: So so so, make sure you got a pen and paper. Right? Do score score yourself on this. What? How would I rate my current um, mindset, intellect, or anything? You know, that kind of my mental stimulation capacity. So some of the questions you might ask yourself in order to ascertain your score. And to give yourself a realistic score out of one to six, it's very simple, one being no good, six being awesome. Let's fire them up. So you can ask yourself questions like, do I feel mentally stimulated and why? What did I last seek out as, when did I last seek out an opportunity to grow my intellect? When was the last time I purposefully learned something? How many books have I read this year? Why? How many courses have I undertaken? Or what education have I undertaken this year? Do I have a mentor? If not, do I need one? I can almost certainly guarantee that you do. Everyone needs a mentor. Everyone needs someone to to help light that path to show them the way where you might not have seen the answers before. I highly recommend it. What are the things that I need to learn to move me from where I am to where I want to be? How does my current intellectual state affect my mindset and my view of the world? And what do I like or dislike about my current intellectual state? So.
1: Cool. So we're, we haven't actually done this exercise ourselves yet for Seed of Life. We've done it for our business. So it might be a good idea, Goose, if we actually – Score ourselves as we go.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm down for scoring it as we go.
1: Awesome. How do you feel about your intellect at the moment?
0: Well, I, I actually think it's pretty good. I am um, so during this time, I am focusing during this time, uh, you know, lockdown, the world's going into turmoil. I actually feel more robust in my uh, emotional, psych- psychological, and intellectual state than I have in a very long time. And the, and the reason for that. Is because I'm maintaining focus. I'm practicing um, habits and daily rituals that allow me to continuously dial myself in to understand where I want to go. Now I am also reading, and I'm also thinking about what I read, and I'm also going on really strict information diets, and I'm I'm I am guarding the gateway to my mind. Times like this, you need to be you need to you need to be the warrior at the gate that decides what is going to be going on in there. Because if you can't get your mind right, everything else will fail.
1: So out of six,
0: I'd actually say five out of six.
1: Oh nice. I'm going with a three for intellect. Interesting. Feeling a bit rusty in the old um
0: in the old thinking department. in
1: the old inputs and um and just my habits, I think I think the last month has really quite thrown there's so much change happening, right. So it's, it's hard and it requires a lot of discipline to maintain the habits that you know are good for you. Um, and I've kind of let a lot of them slip, particularly reading, like I love reading. I'm con- like, I am constantly learning, constantly seeking out new ways to uh, do things better in business and in life. And I'm constantly researching things, um, but it hasn't been a lot of discipline behind it. So I could definitely, I could definitely improve there.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. All right, cool. So let's keep the energy up. Let's keep mm-hmm. the energy up. So, so we've covered number 1 mindset. I've scored a 5, Gabby you've scored a 3. Yep. So number 2, social. Yes. So social and that doesn't mean social media necessarily, but it's very hard to socialise in this current environment. It is, you know. So this is really important. And what we're going to find, what we're going to find here, and particularly when you use the Seed of Life monogram and you analyse where you sit on the spectrum of one to six, and you're going to be able to mark when you look at the when you get the monogram. I uh, highly recommend go to theinvestorlab.com.au, download the monogram, and what you'll see is if you position um, one on the outside and six on the inside. Okay, so one on the outside, and six on the inside. You're gonna get a really, you're gonna be able to create a really cool spider plot that is gonna give you a very un, a deep understanding of where the imbalance is in your life. So this isn't just about creating a scorecard and going, oh, yeah, I'm a I'm a five in mindset. It's about understanding where the the balance lies and where the diametrically opposed imbalance is. Because what you'll find when you look at the monogram and use it is that there'll be a diametrically opposed um, uh, imbalance. Okay. So when we look at intellect or or mental or mindset or however you want to position it, the, generally the diametrically opposed uh, facet of that is uh, family, social. The diametrically opposed opposite is career. Okay, so and I think that's uh, that is that is going to be very applicable right now. So if we look at social in today's environment, I think everyone's probably going to have taken a little bit of hit. I've seen a lot of my friends on. Uh, Social media doing like Saturday night beers with the boys uh, and stuff like that on on via Zoom, you know, and it is, yeah, which is awesome. But I think we can all agree that um, the normal levels of social interaction that we may normally undertake have been um, stunted in some way.
1: It's definitely very interesting how different people are adapting to this because I think it's. It's almost for like for introverts, I think it's almost an opportunity to connect more one-on-one with your friends rather than in in the in the real world, IRL. Where you know you might go into a group and it might not be your thing, and you might not do that as often because you don't actually really enjoy it. Whereas in social, like through social media, you can connect with one friend, one-on-one, and have a really good. Connection and conversation and catch up versus in a group conversation might not be your thing.
0: Okay, cool. So you're an introvert, <laughs> and I'm an extro- the mind, then. I'm an You're an introvert, and I'm an extrovert. So what you're saying is this is like introverts' paradise right now because <laughs> everyone's being forced to like it's the
1: introverts' opportunity to socialise.
0: Introvert Eden, lockdown. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm very interested to know what your score is going to be then. Out of social, okay. that's true. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fire out the questions, do the work. Uh, and then we'll rate ourselves on that. And then we'll get, what we're going to do is we're going to get to a score at the end. We're going to get to a score out of what 36. Okay. Now, the total score is important, but really what's important is using the monograph and understanding where the imbalance lies, I think. So question number one, how is my social life? Pretty simple. I don't know. Am I seeing people? Am I doing stuff? Am I chatting with people? Have I spoken to anyone? <laughs> Have I spoken to anyone? That might sound funny. That might sound real funny, but like... I'll let you in on a little secret. Some days I'm the only person that Gabby speaks to, and I don't realize because I speak to people all the time. <laughs> I, I, will, I will have dozens sometimes of conversations, unique conversations in any given day, and so my cup is full. Like I'm I'm, I'm social, right? And then I, I, I've had no idea that I have literally been the only voice that Gabby has heard, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's so freaky. <laughs> that is so freaky.
1: Yeah, we have, we have days full of meetings and then we have days where we focus on getting work done and then we have days where like I only talk on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, guys, <laughs> you're my social life. Thank you.
0: Okay, so how is your social life? How often do you connect with your friends? This is a big one. I suck at it. I will be the first person to put my hand up and say I absolutely suck. I, I, I am the best friend and the worst friend. I'm the best friend because <laughs> I'll be your friend for life. You know, if you're my friend, you're my friend forever. That's it. Simple. Done. Don't expect me to call you, text you, remember your birthday, or do anything like that, though, because uh-uh, that's outside of my that's out outside of my <laughs> locus of, uh, of of interest. So, to all my friends listening, I am sorry. Um, I love you, and I will always love you, but just don't expect me to call you. Um, so how often do I connect with my friends? I suck at that personally. So how uh, do I expose myself? to input from other people, which is really important. Mm. How do you expose yourself to input from other people? Because it's really good. You do need to get outside stimulus to give yourself a perspective on where you're sitting in your life. How often do I share my own views with my peers? Because socializing is not all about listening. It's also about being heard. It's also about expressing,
1: okay?
0: So make sure you're getting yourself out there and actually communicating with other people. I believe this and this is what I think and this is how I feel and this is what I want because it's only through communicating that you will be able to achieve anything. You can have whatever you want in life as long as you're prepared to say what that is. Listen to that again. You can have whatever you want in your life as long as you're prepared to say what that is. If you don't communicate, if you don't share your views with other people, you will never, ever, 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 ever get what you want. Simple. Simple. And I'm happy to have a robust argument about that because it's, 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 it's almost impossible to get what you want if you're not prepared to communicate it. So share your views with your peers. And ask yourself, are the friends I have the friends I really need? That sound might sound brutal, right? That might sound brutal, but think about it. Not everyone needs to be your friend. Harsh? Maybe. True? Absolutely. Now, what do I mean by that? We've all got friends who we love, who are potentially just a little bit of a drain. Cool. Make that decision. Like, is the drain worth the love? I've got friends like that that I'm like, oh, my God, you are such a pain in the ass. But I love you and you're just like, a, you're like that annoying brother that you're going to be with me forever. God damn it. <laughs> but I love you anyway. You've got other friends who enrich you and empower you and lift you up. They're the best ones, right? They're the ones who are there cheering you on and lighting that fire underneath you to help you grow. Then you got friends that um, don't necessarily bring any real major benefit into your life and potentially detract from it and are a drain. And, and maybe you need to, you know, do a bit of bit of a cleanse. Simple. And that might sound rough, but it's true. And if you don't like it, tough. Um, so are the friends I have really the friends I need? And that does not mean uh, be Machiavellian and only make friends with people who are going to get you to where you want to go. That's that's very that is uh, that is well that would just suck. That would just be a horrible hmm. way to live, right? Because that's 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 unethical, lacks integrity, and and lacks you know any 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 kind of moral fiber. So don't do that. But just question: Am I getting what I want out of the relationships that I have?
1: I think it's really it's also like just assessing all of your friendships and assessing, you know, why, why are we continuing this friendship? Does, do we both feel like this is an awesome friendship and relationship? Do we both, you know, value each other? Do we have the same values? Do we have the same interests? Am I like excited to tell you what's happening in my life or do I feel like I'm gonna burden you? Am I excited to hear what's happening in your life or is that gonna like drain me? Is, do, I, do I feel like there's good, you know, energy here? Or should we
0: tactically grow apart?
1: Um, is like Gwyneth Peltrow conscious uncoupling or goose I said a pop I've... pop culture reference goose doesn't have any idea Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's probably a good thing uh yeah, but I think I think particularly at this time of, of you know what's happening in this environment, it's like you do have those opportunities to actually build stronger connections one on one with people. But you don't don't feel like you have to go and do that if just because, you know, they're a friend on your friends list or, you know, you all went to high school together. So you feel like, okay, mm. now I should just message everyone the same message to check in. Take this opportunity to kind of really audit who you have in your life because you do have a choice about who you have in your life.
0: Yeah, and you're the sum of the five people you're spending the most time with. Is that simple. Big Jimmy, big Jimmy Roan said that. If you don't know who Jim Rohn is, <laughs> Big Jimmy big, Rohn. Jimmy, big, Big Jimmy Rohn. He's no, like, Jimmy. yeah. And then he's like, he was the guy that made Tony Robbins. He basically m- made, he invented, birthed, he
1: to Tony Robbins.
0: He, Jim Rohn gave birth to Tony Robbins in the first male uh, human birthing in history. It was, it was a amazing. really great moment. And look at, so look at what happened. Look at what happened. He didn't actually really give birth to Tony Robbins. <laughs> but Jim Ryan was Tony Robbins' uh, first mentor or biggest, most influential mentor, mentor and that's one of the things he often spoke about as well. Um, okay, so let's keep moving through this. I think yep. people are getting the, the, the essence of how to approach these kind of questions and how to analyze, which is awesome because you can't go deep enough. Let me just be really, really clear. You cannot go deep enough. This is not a five-minute exercise. Mm-hmm. This is like you know, wedge out like three hours, mm. maybe four. And don't stop. Just keep going deeper. Like until, until you are, until you can feel, you'll know when you feel the breakthrough, which sounds a little bit woo-woo, <laughs> but you'll know it. You'll be like, mm, okay, I finally got it. Now, okay, so, so just let's keep, let's, keep, let's keep moving things forward though, right? So uh, am I interacting with people in my community? In my community
1: ooh, important
0: yeah it's very important because nothing exists in a silo so now a lot of people think like when we moved to bondi beach um a lot of people like oh you know like there won't be much community there and all these people are like like honestly within within two weeks we were on a first name basis with with loads of shop owners, people at cafes, and with like smile and wave at people down the street. And interacting with the community doesn't necessarily mean going and joining the Apex Club or you know, volunteering for the Girl Guides or something like that. It can, if that's what enriches you, but really it's about, commu- it's about connecting with the greater um, community around you because. You know, m- much like mushrooms have got mycelium to connect them through, we operate on a higher level and we are connected through emotions, feelings, thoughts, energy, and frequency anyway. So the more that you can connect with your community, the more that you're going to have an impact. It's, it's like it's like dropping ice into a warm glass of water. Does the ice melt or, does the, or does the or does the water cool down? Well, both, right? And it's about finding that frequency equilibrium. That's what happens when you communicate and interact with your community. So don't go dark. Don't hide in your room. And um, cool. And how do those interactions affect me? Cool. Think about that. What do I like or dislike about my current social life? Think about it. Cool. So, in order to expedite the rest of this, let's crack on. What's your um? What's your score for that one, Gabby? Three. I'm going to go three two because whilst I don't do much uh, friend outreach, I am extremely social. Like I'm talking to people all the time, and I feel like, I feel like my cup is. Pretty good. Pretty good. I don't have much room for more talking. so
1: <laughs> You really don't? No.
0: no. And, and I, I interact and connect, so that's good. Okay, cool. Number three, career. 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 It's really simple. Do I like my job? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love my job. It's great.
1: I love my job.
0: Yay.
1: How lucky are we?
0: So let's fire through some <laughs> questions here. Do I like my job? Is this career my true calling? We've all had jobs just for job's sake and that's okay. And if your main function is just for it to serve the financial needs of your life and your life is the greater point, that's fine. But still rate yourself honestly. How do I feel about the impact I am having on the world in my current role? Mm, It's a good one. How do I feel about the impact I'm having on the world in my current role? It's great. It's good. That is great. Can I see myself doing what I'm doing forever? How does my work affect other areas of my life? We've all been in those situations where you're like, you might work for eight hours a day, but you're stressed for 15 and you get home and you're cranky and all you're talking about is, oh my God, Susan at the office, she drank all the coffee. And then, oh, and seriously. what happens is, is it can actually have uh, far-reaching and nevi- negative impacts on your life. You want to feel enriched. Yep. You want to feel enriched by your work. And even if you're not inspired by the work that you do, and it serves a function of a, a purely financial function, then you need. Then that's even more important to think about how is it affecting your life, because if it's just serving a financial function, and then it flows over into all of your non-work time, and uh, contaminates that in some way you positive and negative contamination, but if it contaminates it in some way, question is, is that, is that good or not? Like what, what, what effect is that having? And make sure that you're, make sure you are energetically managing that. Does my job leave me feeling empowered or enslaved? It's a great question. Because if you are just working for a paycheck, which is totally fine, that can be very empowering. Because you can be like, yeah, bitch, I go and do 37 and a half hours a week and I get paid and I get all the rest of the time to do exactly what I want, to advance my life, to spend it with my family, to do the things, to surf, to love, to live, to laugh, all of that kind of stuff. And it is great. And that's very empowering. However, vice versa, you could do the exact same 37 and a half hours a week and be like, oh my God, if I do this for another week, I am I, not going to live right which sounds drastic whoops. Um, but do you feel empowered or enslaved and rate yourself on that And what do I like or dislike about my current career trajectory? Because again, you could love not progressing. There, there are people who are just like, yeah I just want to I just to uh, like I just want to be a laborer or a secretary because <laughs> it pays the bills that's what works for. I don't have to live for work and that's great. Perfect, and there are many days where I wish that I could be satisfied with that because it'd be amazing, and if that's you, congratulations. I bet I bet you have a good life. <laughs> So think about all these questions and rate yourself. Do I like my job? Is this career my true calling? How do I feel about the impact I'm having on the world in my current role? Can I see myself doing what I'm doing forever? How does my work affect other areas of my life? Does my job leave me feeling empowered or enslaved? Or What do I like or dislike about my current career trajectory? Gabby, what's your rating?
1: I'm going with a five for career. I was going to do a six, but the question about how does my work affect other areas of my life, that's got me... That's a bit of a knot because I was thinking about those conversations that you have with people. It's like I might be socializing but I will talk about our business all the time Mm. or I will speak with my mom on the phone fairly regularly but I will talk about our business all the time. Um, But does
0: it make you feel empowered or enslaved?
1: Empowered. I love my job. I love what we do. It's just that one about how it's affecting other Mm. areas. Which I think is common for a lot of people. You can like. It doesn't
0: that- mean, need, mean that needs to be a negative thing, though. It no. can positively affect other areas of your life too. I guess. Anyway, yeah. it's your score. If you want to go for a five, go for a five. <laughs> like, go for a five. I'm
1: going for five. <sighs>
0: okay. How about
1: uh, you? I reckon.
0: I reckon a five. I reckon a five. Nice. I a five just because I've kind of got a thing that I probably I just don't ever feel like um, I could be a six because I'd always feel like there yeah, it could be better.
1: <laughs> That's what as well.
0: Yeah, let's go with five.
1: Let's go five. Wonderful.
0: All right, cool. So, family. Here's a good one. Mm. It could be close family, immediate family, your friend family, your extended family. Dissect this and apply this however you want.
1: This is your partner as well. This is your relationship.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So this is yeah exactly. You can. This is relationship. This is um yeah.
1: I've this. got a terrible relationship. <laughs> oh no! What a, oh no! That's that is just, brutal. I'm right here. Uh, I'm right here. What <laughs> so happens when I try to be funny? Oh.
0: Uh, Yeah. yeah. Ah. Uh, Okay. So that was you trying to up your um, social. Me socializing. That was you trying to socialize. Uh Humor. Uh Uh, Uh uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, family. Cool. So how much quality time do I spend with my family? Remember, family can be interchanged with loved one, partner, whatever.
1: And obviously spending time is very different right now compared to... I I think it's a big shock for a lot of families right now who physically would spend a lot of time together usually. Like we live interstate from all of our family. So we're always on the phone or on video calls or whatever. So it's not hugely different in terms of spending time, but. A lot of families, I know, have the big like weekend get-togethers and they live around the corner from each other. Like That would be really hard for a lot of people at the moment.
0: 100%. So this is why how much quality time do I spend with my family? Not mm. just how much time. Being locked in a room with your partner screaming about who's going to do the dishes is maybe not quality. Maybe. <laughs> it is. I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not here to tell you what's a good relationship for you. You do whatever you're going to do.
1: You do the dishes.
0: Okay. <laughs> See how easy that was, guys. That's
1: great. Quality time.
0: (laughs) All right. So how much quality time do I spend with my family? How often do I communicate with my loved ones? It's important. I'm communicating with my loved ones more now than previously Mm -hmm. so with my family my friends again sorry guys um (laughs) but mom dad my brother all that kind of stuff like we're talking a couple of times a week because everyone's feeling a little bit more disconnected so we're making an effort to connect a lot more actually which is great i'm actually really loving it i'm actually really loving um speaking to them more not less which is great so how often do i communicate with my loved ones do i share my life openly with my family do they actually know what's going on with me
1: your parents do. My parents do.
0: Yeah, I mean, anyone who's...
1: Your parents know every wart oof. of your life. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> all you
0: need to do is pick up a copy of uh, Limitless, The Renegade's Guide to Building Wealth Through Property. The they third, could
1: probably recite the book to you. The first page, <laughs>
0: if, you, if you're unclear just how transparent I am with my life, just open up the first page. That's it. It's simple. Um, so, do I share my life openly with my family? Yes. Yes. Um, Well, that's for me. Sorry, I don't want to answer for you. Does my family feel loved, heard, and respected? How do my actions affect both me and them? What do I like and dislike about my family situation right now? This is deep because this is really important shit. So I'm going to read those questions again, then we're going to hit a score. Okay. How much quality time do I spend with my family? How often do I communicate with my loved ones? Do I share my life openly with my family? Does my family feel loved, heard, and respected? And a good caveat to that is how do you know? Like, how do you know if they feel loved, heard, and respected? Think about it. It's really important. How do my actions affect both me and them? And what do I like or dislike about my family situation right now? I'm going to go three. I'm going to go three because... Think we've got an amazing relationship and I value that um and I'm communicating more with my family that's great but we haven't seen each other for a long time and I feel like that's a really big thing as well you know I haven't seen my nephews in some time and know, yeah, I feel like there's a bit of lack there so I'm gonna go a three three no, three out of six is still halfway yeah so I'm five three five three so far what are you Gabby
1: I'm going to four for family I'm I'm connecting a lot more with my you know my immediate family, mom, dad, my brother, a lot more than I have been. Obviously, f- physically visiting people is not an option right now, but they do live interstate, and I'm making more of an effort to keep regular communication, which I think is a wonderful benefit of everything that's happening right now. It's just that reminder of oh, people I love might be feeling really lonely right now or disconnected, I should make that effort because not everyone can make that effort back to you. So if you've got the opportunity to teach them how to use Zoom or you know teach, teach them something that they might not even know as an option of how to connect. Like I taught my mom how to use Zoom the other day. It was amazing. So now we can video call. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think with that as well, it's like, I don't know if anyone knows there's this There's this concept of like the five love languages. So, it's like, I can't remember what the languages are, but it's like kind of understanding what the people that you Italian, love. Italian,
0: French.
1: <laughs> they're the two. Yeah, they're the Italian two. Italian
0: and French. They're the two love languages.
1: But it's kind of like the communication that your loved ones feel the most love from, I guess. So, like... Mo- like myself and my mom like ours is like quality time so like you don't really need to like do things like a lot of people you know want like material gifts or some people want you to do them favors and like physically like do things for them or some people like like romantic words and like i love you all the time and whereas other people just want that quality time together what's mine Acts of service. Is it? I think so. Mm, Because it's
0: what you do as as well as what you receive. Yeah. So
1: there's different. I don't want to go too into it, but there's like different. Why why not? (laughs) there's, There's a way that you express your love, what like naturally how you communicate love. There's, yeah, I can't remember what the five things are, but you look them up. They're quite interesting. So there's a way that you express it and there's a way that you like to receive it. So like I. I think I both give and receive quality time. Like, that's my thing. Like, I don't care. We can sit next to each other and not say anything. (laughs) And that's amazing because, like, you've chosen to give up your most precious resource time to spend with me. You've given that to me and that's...
0: Just as well we spend 24 hours a day together. I
1: know. (laughs) How lucky (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, cool. All right, awesome. Anyway, Let's,
1: that was a that was a diagram. No, that's, that's awesome.
0: Like, I think the five love languages is a great uh great intersection to to think about this kind I of think stuff.
1: I think it helps to give some like context of like why some of your family are really easy to talk to and like you really feel value talking with them all the time and then others you might not because they might not have that same way of communicating. Yeah. Or well, their thing might be, you know, physical hang out together and we can't really do that right now, so it's
0: Absolutely. Yep. I would say my, um, my sister-in-law is like that. Her communication, no. Nah, she's not that interested in mm-hmm. jumping on the phone. I haven't spoken to her on the phone in, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I know, I know that she values the time that we to spend together.
1: So yeah. Very good example. Yeah. Yep.
0: She, she really values that. Okay. Awesome. So, health. 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 This is a good one. Okay. Particularly right now, the thing that is going to um, aid and abet your your uh, mission for success more than anything else right now, I think is going to be health, because it's one of the things that's going to be most heavily impacted by the current environment. And I don't just mean if you're happy to get the coronavirus I I mean, because maybe you're not working out as much. I know that I'm not, and I'm actually really struggling with that. So I'm doing stuff like I've implemented an intermittent fasting routine, as well as Still trying to maintain daily exercise, albeit not as intense or as you know structured as it once was. I'm still trying to make sure I'm moving my body and keeping the muscles moving and doing all of that kind of stuff. But I'm managing it through a combination of diet and exercise. Whereas prior to um, prior to lockdown, you know I was um, I was eating six meals a day and lifting a lot of weight. Um, now I'm like, well, I well, what was I was eating six meals a day in lockdown and that didn't go very well. It's <laughs> like. I was, making the, I was making them gains, but not in the right way. So, health. Okay, so very simple. How is my health? Am I in good shape? It's very subjective, but you tell me. Do I feel energized? This is a good one. Do I feel energized? Because you need to... Energy management is the most important thing that I think everyone needs to focus on. That can be your sleep. That can be all kinds of stuff. We need to think, am I energized? And if not, why not? Is it my diet? Is it my sleep? Is it what's going on? Is it that I'm not getting enough exercise? Uh, Am I sick? Am I generally happy? What is my mindset? Now, this kind of loops back to the first part, intellect, but it's really important because you've got mental health and physical health, right? And... Health definitely comes into that. What is my mindset? Am I positive? Am I depressed? Am I happy? What's going on? And what do I like or dislike about my current state of being? Which is a really interesting. One. Now, these are all pretty simple stuff. It's basically, am I am I in good physical, mental, and emotional health? Like, it, like where where am I? I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, three. I'm going to go three for this one. I don't think I'm doing too bad but I gotta say I'm not I'm not where I want it to be um, and I'm not I'm not I'm really focused right now on uh, really focused right now on on the business and serving people and, and doing all of that kind of stuff and and you know there's other aspects in my life that I'm really focusing on right now and I think that um, I think that I probably need to put a bit more energy and effort into health, like running and stuff like that, adjusting my my plan to be able to compensate for that. So I'm going to go at three. What about you, Gabby? I've
1: got to go at two. You're nodding because you yeah, you, you were going to disagree if I gave any higher.
0: No, I've, I wasn't going to disagree. I just think I didn't have any judgment. I was just asking.
1: Yeah, no, like we, we have historically prioritized health for the last, you know, three years at least. Um, and it is really quite a big adjustment right now. And I almost feel like part of giving it a a two is because I'm actually lucky enough to have the opportunity to step up and adjust my routine to be more health conscious. And I'm just not doing that right now. Like I've got the opportunity to, you know, like I've got a little like we've got a little backyard. Like no one in Bondi has a backyard. But we can we can we can figure out ways to stay fit and do exercises out there and we're just not doing it. Um like you said, we're very focused on um what we're doing in the business right now. Uh but it's important, I think, as well, to not let that be uh a, a like a smokescreen for avoiding staying healthy. So like I have a tendency, there's that do I feel energized question. I'm currently, I'm trying to like manipulate my schedule to try and give me more energy in that sense where I could just implement. Move more. Yeah, implement a couple of high intensity movement like physical blood flow through the body and that will help as well whereas i'm go- i'm retreating and going oh how do i move how do i totally. get and more things done and like that'll m- make me feel more energized in my schedule and totally. whereas, and, and, yeah. lo-
0: and like everyone at the moment people are snacking more and eating more and comfort eating and all that kind of stuff it's just you know it's a challenging environment to, to stay focused on that i think yep. there's going to be a lot of a lot of people who who maybe lose focus on their health goals
1: yep I will say I'm currently more I'm currently more conscious of my coffee intake and more conscious of my water intake, which is good. It's a, it's a bonus. I think if you if you're in your house and you don't have you know the distractions of the outside world, then you ha- you have the same amount of attention, but you can just focus us on what's, what you're doing every day. So it's like more water, more coffee, uh, more or less coffee, more exercise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. We can edit this out, but I've got a I've got training in thirty minutes, yeah. So I can need to get ready. Okay, so uh, number six, financial. So hang on, so let's go back one second. So you, what what did you rate yourself in health? Two, two, and I gave myself a three. Okay, cool. It's important to remember, no one's perfect, right? So this is a very good exercise to do for all of us. Um, now, number six, financial. It's a great question. How uh, how are your finances? You know, how much debt do I have? How much income do I have? Do I have any savings? If so, how much do I have? What do my monthly expenses look like? Do I have enough liquidity to feel comfortable? Does thinking about my financial situation leave me feeling empowered or terrified? And what do I like or dislike about my current financial situation? Mm. Exposing, right? (laughs) No, it is because everyone likes to everyone likes to put their head in the sand when it comes to finances because they're like, ah, oh, I just don't want to do it. I mean, I can say we've recently done all our tax. We've been using this time really well to, to, to actually really get on top of finances. We've increased our financial reporting within the business. We've got um, new financial dashboards. We've got a new bookkeeping team on board. Um, we have, you know, we're actually doing a lot of really good stuff structurally for our finances at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's that stuff's really empowering. Actually, when I think about that, I'm like, boom, we got this. Um, obviously, we don't need to go into our. Well, no one needs to go into their personal finance situation, right? But I would probably say, I would probably say, when it's all said and done, all things considered, a four.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, I think like you know everyone's going to have challenges over this period. You know, and it's not the metric that you use is not how much money do I have in the bank, but it's but it's like you know what is my financial stability and what is what is my financial comfortability and what are my financial prospects, what is my fa- financial organization. If you haven't done your tax in four years and you are just ignoring the fact that your bank balance is you know got only a hundred dollars left in it and you're just like head in the sand about it, probably not that great. Take a bit of ownership and empower yourself with it, and you can increase. Your your number and your rating in this category much quicker. It's not about the number in the bank. It's not about not about the volume. It's about your capacity to be empowered and in control.
1: Yep, I'd sure. probably say four as well. Just, I'd love a bit more clarity. Everyone wants more clarity. Um, but like you said, it's a great time for people to, you know, open up all the files and things that you haven't that you've been avoiding, um, and really get some more clarity on. What your current position is and what your performance is in terms of yeah and finance
0: totally for for those with a property portfolio it's an amazing time to review all the numbers mm-hmm. you know it's an amazing time to go okay how is this actually performing let's go and let's go and back check it let's go and say okay how much has it grown what is the yield change to is this what I need what are the expenses get your shit together and actually understand where you're going and if and if you're being financially served by the actions you take. You know, I, I did that the other day, and hand up, I'll put my hand up and say that one of our one of our real estate assets was underperforming versus where I thought it was. I was like, oh, I thought it was better than that, um, and that was like, okay, that just that empowered me to go, sweet, okay. Well, now that I know that, what can we do? Mm-hmm. So we're and we're looking at different development options and all kinds of stuff. It was like, ah, okay, because as soon as you can understand it, as soon as you can get a framework around it. It's like, oh, okay, that's the problem I gotta solve. Oh, that's fine. You know, and, you know, in a situation with real estate as well, it could be as simple as going, okay, do I wanna refinance to give myself better liquidity? Um, Am I getting what I need out of that? You know what? Should I add a granny flat? Is now the right time? Should I be doing whatever? What are any of these kind of things? And understanding that, it's a really great time. Like, the more that you can understand your finances, a lot of people have got a fear about uh, finance. They've got a fear about numbers, they're gonna fear about tax, it's like, oh receipts and just spreadsheets. But I can tell you with hundred percent certainty that the more clarity that you have, the more control you have, and the more control you have, the more certainty you have, and the more certainty you have, the more confidence you have, the more confidence you have, the more that you will succeed. It's that simple. Okay, so get into it. Love, learn to love the numbers. I look at I look at I look at our numbers every probably two days. I'll review we've got forecasting spreadsheets we've got you know um we've got all of us i I will look at the numbers and be like all right where are we at where are we going where are we at where are we going where are we at where are we going because it, it will dictate your capacity to um make empowered decisions in your life and there is nothing more empowering than being in control simple control is great anyone who's scared of being a control freak needs to work up to themselves I'm I'm passionate about being in control because I'm not going to flail in the wind. Okay. So I've got a four on that one. So what did you all, what's your total score? 21.
1: 21.
0: Hang on a second. Is it five? Ten? So the total's 36. Yeah. So 21 out of
1: 36
0: you got? Yep. So 10, nine. All right, I got 23. Nice. 23 out of 36 okay so do I get 23 out of 36 so it's important to remember that this is not some, you know it's very unlikely you're going to get 36 out of 36 now but if you refer to the monogram and you do the closer that you get to getting 36 out of 36 the closer you get to um, well what what we've got in here is spirituality now spirituality can mean a variety of different things to you but it's basically um being centered that's why it's at the center you know you'll be in flow you'll be in tune you will you know you'll be in harmony with both your yin and your yang if you get all of that right now
1: i think it's a potential piece as well that's how i like to see it so i see like this this score out of 36 i don't see that as super relevant because it's very easy particularly if you're a high achiever to see that and go well that's not good enough that's 21 out of 36, that's shocking. But it's really, it is like if you use the Seed of Life monogram, you can draw it out and really get a good idea of where in each of those areas you need the most work. It's not so much about the final out of 26 score, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. And if you use the monograph, which you can download, which we'll make available after this, um, then it's going to make a hell of a lot more sense when you start to see where the imbalances lie in your life. So... So I got 23, you got 21. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And we've also identified some areas that we can improve in our life. So, you know, I, from now, I can, I can really think about that and go, well, what can I do to lever up? Like how can I increase um, those areas that are lacking and, and get more balance in my life? So, um, you know, I know that I've got to put a bit more effort into physical health and fitness, for example. So. Which is really important.
1: Yeah, me too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, now I hope that
0: this has been beneficial. I hope that this hasn't just been some rambling um, monologue or whatever from both of us about, you know, scoring our own personal lives. The whole purpose of this episode was for it to be instructive, for it to give you a tool and a framework to analyze where you're at in your current life, which, in this current environment is more important than ever. It's so important right now to really take stock and to understand where you are now, where you want to go, and are you moving in the right direction and where you can improve. What's sticky? Where are you stuck? Um, Gabby, have you got anything to add before we want to wrap this up?
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about how I think these kind of exercises are really important because so many people go out there trying to find Tactics and what, what the next move can be for them without actually really understanding who they are or where they're at. So that's really how I see this fitting into real estate is like don't go searching online right now going, hey, well, tell me what tactic I should do next. Really take the time now while you have the opportunity to ask yourself these questions and it will help you dial in who you are, where you want to go, how you're going to get there, where you need to focus. And then it makes more sense when you start looking at tactics and start speaking to other people, what aligns with that.
0: 100%.
1: Yeah. So if you're – because it's very easy to, yeah, online or go into different forums and ask for advice on, you know, should I build a granny flat right now? Whereas if you haven't done this work and realise that you actually you're financially incompetent.
0: <laughs> well, maybe you don't need it, or maybe you can't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, or maybe you're super busy with your career, so you shouldn't take on uh, a, a new build project right now.
0: Exactly, and the the function of this being done every ninety days fits in with the twenty five to one life plan, right? So ninety days is one percent of your 25 year journey right now if you think about things over the span of 25 years it allows you to set big goals and move towards them systematically so what this will allow you to do is go okay in this one percent and over this next 90 days what am i going to improve because change doesn't happen in a week everyone wants everything to happen really fast but you need to set the parameters of what you're going to improve on and change deliver focus on achieve in the next 90 days And that gives you a framework and then you can review it when you go back to the next 90 90 days ago, go back to the last, what you wrote down, do your analysis and then go, Oh, so this is where I was at 90 days ago and this is where I am now. Okay, shit. Did I actually improve or did I get worse in certain areas? And what can I do from here? It's a course correct opportunity. For sure. Now, if you have found this beneficial, um, head to theinvestorlab.com.au. I believe we'll have it downloadable. You can find all of our podcast episodes there and you can subscribe. If you've enjoyed this make sure you please share it with someone that you love and cherish and care about or want to help because um, I know that this is there's some really good good stuff in here which is going to help move you forward um, we mentioned the book a couple of times so if you want to get a copy of that just head to www.renegadespropertybook.com um, there's an audiobook and an ebook option for you to get during this time to digest um, and yeah, if you want to join our online community, there's a couple of options. There's a, a free Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Investor Lab. But also if you head to theinvestorlab.com.au, there is an exclusive online uh, community which which we are building up, which is kind of like a, a mastermind for, for real estate investors where you can really start to accelerate and expand your potential whilst being immersed in in a community of like-minded, passionate property investors, as well as be exposed to deep dive trainings and a whole bunch of other stuff, it's pretty cool. So go and check it out, head to theinvestorlab.com.au and we'll see you on the inside.